in this house. What you don't know will hurt you. It was to be a getaway dream. It's becoming a runaway nightmare. He has been awaiting the arrival of his new guests. One by one, they are disappearing. One by bloody one. When you move to this house, before you get locked in, read the fine print. You may have just mortgage your life due to the graphic nature of this film no one under 18 will be admitted house by the cemetery to the nightclub where we once and for all close the gates of hell i'm travis maxwell boom witch doctor of doom what what present and podcrafting uh tonight i do oh ricky i remembered this i've got a rapper name i don't remember exactly how it's supposed to go but i changed it up Agony, a little bit agony scrim oh really okay yeah i was gonna go with i'm um, dr evil dies tonight Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And chiming in was that Fulci fanboy over there. You got that rapper name, cud. Yeah, Stephen Kingpin, yeah. Along with the Silver Bullet Smasher. Ooh. Mr. Grindhouse Zombie. Howdy, howdy, boys. How goes it? We've got returning guest. He was just on for the Beyond, and he went beyond and came back to the house by the cemetery. Uh, the the host of the Horror Countdown podcast, curator of Don's World of Horror and Exploitation, writer for Asian Movie Pulse. Uh, Don probably has uh, more plates spinning. Um, Don Anelli, welcome back again, sir. Thank you for coming back to the show. Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you for having me on. It's great to be here. And it's been quite a while since we've had the sickest madman on the mic, yep, hardcore yep, yep. rapper, wordsmith extraordinaire. Mr. Corey Clark, a.k.a. Poltergeist O.D. What up, guys? What's happening, bro? Good to see you. Yeah, man. Nice to be hanging out. How was was your Halloween up there in the true north? Uh, It was good. Uh, I was booked for like four shows, but I turned them all down just so I could hand out candy and get drunk at home. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I was a bit of a... Halloween hero this year. One of my friends posted on Facebook that her kid got robbed of his costume and his candy. So I was like, okay, okay, where are you? And I sent her like a giant bag of uh, collectibles, comics, candy, a new costume, a new mask, all this shit. So yeah, I was like, uh, I was like the Halloween Santa this year. Fuck Fuck yeah, hey man, that is awesome. Who the 
Who the fuck robs a kid of their costume and their candy? What oh, the right? Putin. Putin. Uh, yeah. Putin would do that. What is what is happening to the world? Oh my god. I don't know. Jesus Christ. With a name like Vladimir, how do you figure that guy turned out to be such a villain, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, all the world's <laughs> ills. Fuck it. Um, yeah, fuck it, bro. Fuck all that shit. Tonight, though, uh, this is going to be a little bit of a throwback for all the listeners who was uh, who were uh, tuning in for the Halloween Havoc month-long fucking shenanigans that we do. We have a result, or we have results, rather, for the Friday the 13th, 1980 versus 2009 debacle, debate, showdown, throwdown. But before cluster we... Fuck. Yeah, clusterfuck. Before we get into that, though, we, we can ask Don and, and uh, Poltergeist here, which film do y'all prefer, 1980, Friday the 13th, or 2009, Friday the 13th? 80. 80. The numbers are growing. That's two yeah. more. Can you yes, count them? One, that two. Two more. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will admit our social media didn't really respond too, too heavily, but uh, we did get well, oh, with them two chiming in, that would be uh, 13 people. So that's a good unlucky number right there. Nice. So the final tally would be um, five votes for 2009, eight votes for 1980. So, you know, it wins. Right on. Which I expected. I mean, I really I mean, did. I mean, to be fair, I expected it too. Yeah. So there I it like is. Yeah. Yeah, 09. I like 09, but I, if I had to choose between one of them. I would I would choose eighty. Yeah, exactly my thoughts. Yeah, O uh, nine has its merits. I think there's some good stuff to it, but uh, you, you you give me a choice. Uh, it's not even a hesitation. It's kind of like you know, one's a ten out of ten, one's a seven out of ten. You know, they both have their they're they're both worthwhile, but uh, you know, it's it's also a no contest. If you want want me to pick a favorite, I won't get into it. I've I've already said it all. Yeah, on we've that, already that talked all this yep. to death. Yes. So that is. I do what, like what you said one time, Don. I believe it was you who said that the biggest crime of the '09 movie is that you don't spend the whole movie with the first cast of characters. I, I and I agree with that. I think those characters could have could have been more interesting, but you know that's neither here nor there. But Trent, yeah. you'd miss out. Well, on yeah. Trent. I mean, just I mean Trent. Yeah. Anywho, he's the biggest fuck boy of all time. All right, um, so that's settled. 1980 is the champion. It is the winner. So ding, ding, ding. Grindhouse, big old sweater. Grindhouse wins this one. Yeah, raise the roof over there, cuz you won. I lost. <laughs> I'll I put my tail between my legs and uh, take my ball and go home. And and this Damn. is my home. This is the cabin at the nightclub, cuz. And we're gonna be covering the house by the cemetery tonight, cuz. We're gonna be cuz. We we close in the fucking gates of hell. This this trilogy is coming to an end. Before we do that though, Don was on the Beyond, and we got his his rating for that film. I wanted to ask though, like let, let, let's re- 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 reverse it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Corey, how do yeah. you feel about City of the Living Dead and the Beyond, the first two films in Lucio Fulci's trilogy? I mean, I like City of the Living Dead, but the Beyond is definitely my favorite out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That seems to be a consensus. And and Don, what about City of the Living Dead? How are you rolling with that one? Yeah, same here. Um, I, I it's actually even a, a little bit closer than a lot of people because uh, that one's in my top fifteen as well. 
Um, but uh, Beyond is number two, uh, as we explained last time. So, yeah. Don effing loves the Beyond. All right, that's the number two film of all time, right there. So you can't really, can't really shake a stick at that. Watching, watching House, watching House has uh, reinvigorated my love for the Beyond. <laughs> watching all three of these movies so close together, I really, I really feel how much I love the Beyond. Well, so I'll I, I'll go ahead and say that I'll give you that one for free. <laughs> yeah, Grind Grindhouse and I were chit chatting uh, pre show, and I think he, I think all the three of us uh, kind of probably fall in sort of the same camp. So we'll we'll see. When when it comes to Italian horror, though, and I'm not like I've seen some Argento, I've seen some Fulci, I've seen a couple Bava. Um, I couldn't really tell you a lot of. And this is my, you know, me showing my true hand as a horror fan. Couldn't really tell you a lot of other great Italian horror directors from back in that era. You know, the 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s. If you want a quick list, um, the best three to dig into would be uh, Antonio Margheriti, Umberto Lenzi, and Sergio Martino. During the 60s and 70s, those guys are top of the charts. I don't know what Margariti made, but I like that name because it makes me think of Inglorious Bastards. Margariti. Margariti. Yeah, Margariti <laughs> did. Um, he was a, considered a contemporary to Bava. He was uh, the second in line for uh, the gothic horror stuff. Oh, right. Uh, check out The Long Hair of Death. That thing is amazing. That's a rad title for sure. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. I like how the Italians they 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 gave all these films like these long titles. They didn't give a fuck if it was grammatically even correct. It's just, right. <laughs> they just said fuck it, let's they just do did it. Their thing. Yeah, but I like a long title. I do oh too. yeah, that's that's why I liked Conjuring Three. The Devil Made Me Do It. I thought that title that's was fucking scene. dope. I think long titles sound evil. Right. <laughs> now, has anyone here seen Dark Glasses yet? No, yeah, I did. I have. I've been holding off on it. Okay. Um, Thumb, and thumbs not, up. I don't, thumbs down. I don't want to deep dive it. Um, that would be me. Um, oh, Don says oh, thumbs I, up. Okay. Yeah. I was just honestly, and I've been watching a lot of Italian horror lately. I was really bored. I was just oh, really shit. bored. Really, <laughs> that's a bummer. Yeah. So well, and hey, it, 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 it's nothing anybody here. I respect everyone's opinion. I was just really bored. I was just like, fuck, man. They should Go watch opera. Ah. Uh, that's kind of how it felt, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. It was just like the scenes for me. The scenes just plotted. I I just I couldn't get into it. And it's, I, uh, I I liked their friendship. I thought they were fun together. Um, I, I really enjoyed the the you know the back and forth nature that they had. Um, I I mean you know it's fun to see Ozzy on a film with Daria without getting her tits out. So <laughs> okay, fair enough. I agree and, with Don. Uh, I thought their relationship together was really good. I thought it was. Um... It's tried and true material, but it it was unique in its own little way, and I didn't mind it at all. I would watch it again. Yeah, uh, the only thing for me is that I I don't like that there's no investigation into the killer. Um, it feels much more of a slasher effort than a giallo effort, uh, just because there's like no investigation into his identity. Um, mm. Yeah, they uh, dropped the noir thing, kind of. Yeah, uh, you get an idea of who he is, but there's like two scenes of like an investigation taking place. So there's like very little and, you know, there's like very, very, very little attempts to actually like figure out his identity. 
and uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm sure that you had the same, you had a lot of the same issues I did with the third act, which is pretty much like where it kind of falls off a bit. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it's better than, you know, anything he's pumped out since 2000. So yeah. Well, not maybe Mother of Tears. Um, I, I do like that one. A I lot. do like I do like Mother of Tears. Yeah, Mother of Tears gets an unfair rap just because you know yeah. it's got you know Inferno and Suspiria to compare to, but I, I liked it and it's probably like a outside top ten pick for me. But yeah, it's definitely his best film. No, I'm just saying it's like his best film since 2000 because I mean you know you're comparing this against like Giallo and you know Dracula. So I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like Mother of Tears really holds up to Suspiria and Inferno, but I mean, dude, it's fucking rad, so it doesn't have to. Yeah, Mother of Tears is a solid film. I really like it, so. I mean, again, it's not, you know, Inferno and it's not Suspiria, but, you know, few right. films are, so, I mean, you know, give it some slack. True. That's one I'd have to have to watch. I've never seen that that film. Um, but all, the, all these Italianos making their movies, I noticed, um, at least for some of them, because I've seen a few Argento, like I said, Bava, Fulci seems to be the nastiest one. Like, he likes to make it really nasty, which I appreciate. Oh, he yeah. has a penchant for atmosphere, I'm learning, with, with these films. Yeah. So, it's it's been it's been fun diving in, getting my feet wet. I, I want to explore more, and there's a few other giallos I've seen here and there, like All the Colors of the Dark. I don't even know who made that movie. Yeah, it's um, Martino. That's Martino. That's Martino. I enjoyed that movie. Um, I don't remember it a lot, but I saw it a few years ago. It's uh, Ricky and I were talking about this is getting into the Giallos, and I really want to get into Hammer Horror one day. I'm just scared. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm scared. I'm not going to like some of it. And I'm... Hammer's an acquired taste, no doubt. But if you find the right ones and you start at the right spots, they're actually really good. Um, I, I'd actually go for their 70s stuff to get introduced to rather than their 50s and 60s because their 70s stuff is uh, the gothic trappings with a lot more sleeves. Yeah, hell yeah. One day, man. One day I'm going to fucking have to do this deep dive shit. I've been trying to catch up on those 2022s because we got our uh, post end of the year favorites yeah. of the year episode mm-hmm. coming up. And I have dark glasses on my list, so I will be watching it. I'll just, you know. Did you watch The Hatching? Yes. What'd you think of that? I haven't watched The Hatching yet. I won't get into it, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was, you know, (laughs) I don't want to say anything because Ricky, Ricky hasn't seen it. And, but, but I was surprised. Ten seconds. Oh, the, the little girl and the, the egg creature, bird creature. It's crazy. Or is it a reptile? I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah. All right, that's okay. It's wild. I can't get into it any more than that. Ricky's over there like, fuck. <laughs> Don't listen back to that part until you've seen the movie, I guess. Fuck it, I guess I'll watch it tonight. <laughs> it's pretty good. I, I really enjoyed that movie. It's on Shutter, right? I think so. Maybe it's Hulu? Shutter or Hulu? Where'd Grindhouse go? Probably took a pee-pee break, which I'm going to follow suit. I'll be right back. Oh, and he's coming back. Wow. <laughs> Now we got to keep staggering it. Someone go when they see me. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you said uh, the 70s stuff is all full of goth and sleaze? Yeah. Oh, dude, I love sleazy goths so much. That's my favorite. (laughs) Okay, um, may I suggest The Vampire Lovers and Twins of Evil? Double Mint Twins of Evil? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, Don, you speak in my language. All right, all right. I'm learning something yeah. here tonight. Yeah, that would be uh those those would be a good uh, pebble build to start with uh, getting into hammer. I'm gonna get hammered when I get into hammer. Seriously, <laughs> I don't know which one. I I feel like I really want to dive into the Christopher Lee Dracula movies hardcore because they have like like you were saying, Corey. They got some fucking long titles like um, oh my god, why am I not gonna remember them now? Dracula has risen from the grave. That one's awesome. There's another one. Something that's about... actually my favorite in the franchise. Yeah, should do a whole <laughs> series on long titles. It's right there. <laughs> Just have them all going Can you on. Hear it? What? what you got? Can a, you hear it? You got an eggnog baby. <laughs> yeah. What do you say? What do you say we dive into tonight's film, fellas? Uh, let's let's get this let's get this Gates of Hell trilogy finished and and done with. For tonight's midnight ritual, what you're gonna want to do. Is you, you're gonna want to telepathically be warned by a little girl to stay away from some house uh, in a mm-hmm. paint in a picture. Mm-hmm. You're, you're gonna want to purchase a pink toy gun because that's important. Uh-huh. That's Definitely. very important. That's uh, swag. That is some swag. <laughs> For the record, <laughs> since you brought it up, <laughs> like it, it's it's rare to watch one of these old Fulci horrors and just like have like a three minute burst of laughter, and, and I had that. Oh yeah, and. Honestly, what I when when Bob was gonna go and rescue Anne, I sort of <laughs> oh bro, sorry he gets the I, monkey, I, he gets I, his I, flashlight, I, and then he's yeah, like, "I better yeah, take yeah. my get." Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's kind you of know what I, I keep that motherfucking thing on me. Yeah, that's kind of that's honestly it's honestly how I envisioned Ricky looking for a prowler in the house. Like he gets his curious yeah, charge and his pink gun. And it was just Hell like, yeah. I'm going to go find who's fucking with my shit. <laughs> and like, I was, exactly. I sat in my chair and I laughed for like two solid minutes. So I'm, it's just what I, like, I pictured you, Rickles. I'm sorry. I just was like, thanks. That's your, no, I take that as a compliment. That you got your pink revolver. You're curious. Bob, like, Bob is a 10 out of 10, bro. Yeah. Oh. When you're, when Bob's you're, the hero of this story. We're going to find <laughs> out. When you're watching this movie, you're going to also want to think of Ricky the way Grindhouse does lovingly. And uh, <laughs> what is his, his pink gun and his Curious George book book sack? <laughs> no, it's, no, he's got his little stuffed monkey. It's Curious George. Oh That's what yeah, yes. oh yeah. And you're gonna want to befriend a, a one legged doll. There you go, and play with it yeah, in the grass. Definitely, and, and, and play with it in the grass while your parents look around confusedly, although they should have known. Leaving a kid in the car. Come on, movie. Come on, right. Fulci and Sakati. What are y'all doing? Yes, there's a lot of parental neglect in this movie. Just straight up parental neglect. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. like I just, I didn't, yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's dive in. Yeah. If you haven't seen tonight's film, The House by the Cemetery, cry off now. Oh, you bastards. Why are you torturing me like this? Why? The House by the Cemetery is a 1981 Italian horror film directed by Lucio Fulci and co-written by the man as well as uh, Don. Boy, shit, I said his name last time. Sardano Don- Sacchetti. Sacchetti. I've been saying Sacchetti. You've been letting me it's say Sacchetti. it. Sacchetti. 
You've been letting me say it wrong, Don. You heard me say it wrong on the last one. Why aren't you correcting uh, me? This is why we have you here. One. This is the last one. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I right. All right. This film also stars, uh, or is starring for the third time, Catriona McCall. So she's been like basically the actress for this trilogy. She's been in every single movie. We also have Paolo Malco. I mean, that's just a great name. I, I don't even know. And uh, uh, Giovanni Frizza, or Fritzy Frizza. I don't know. Help me, Don. Frieza. Oh, I was hoping it was Frizza. Frizza. Me too. I, I, I'm, I'm keep... Oh, it is good. It's uh, a very, yeah. it's a very Irish cast. Yes, very Irish. Very Irish. <laughs> that 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 Giovanni boy plays the 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 Bob character that Ricky was uh, talking about. Basically, in this film, <clears throat> what's happening is another gate to hell is being opened. I guess. I guess. I guess. <laughs> um, this is like the Halloween ends of this trilogy, in my opinion. It, it's just, it's just out of nowhere, something totally different. Because the first two movies are like cosmic zombie films, and then this one is like haunted house movie. Yay! Right. It's very strange. Well, haunted house slash zombie in the basement. Yeah, it's kind of zombie. Yeah, kind of There is a zombie in it, sort of. Yeah. So you it's know, it's a slasher zombie. It's it's loose. It's loose, but I I see the connection yeah. a little. Uh, I, I mean, I I probably there would is say a Hellgate. I mean, I say it's more of a slasher than anything, just because there's like a humanoid killer using like sharp objects and stuff. But I, I mean, you can probably lump them into the zombie thing because I mean, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it. Uh, spoiler alert: that thing died a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a yeah. paranormal yeah. zombie slasher. Yeah, he got there you. Do worms too? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you stab him and maggots and like poop, poop worms come out. Yeah, he's <laughs> probably. He's probably <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think, but I like your phrasing, humanoid. Right, we'll call him humanoid. Doctor Freud seems pretty red. <laughs> I kind of want to be Doctor right. Freudstein. I, like, I kind of want to, like, you know, I talk, thought he was talk about your uh, innermost sexualities, but also build something out of body parts it sounds fun sure i thought he was a fraud like this movie it's it just me it didn't Don't give judge. me what i wanted <laughs> it didn't give me what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> well okay we know where travis lands no. so final thoughts and ratings travis <laughs> no 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 jesus <laughs> one, one of the um one of the early vhs copies of this movie when it was released in america had a had some of the film reels out, out of order which confused people and i'm kind of like yeah so yeah that's the part that confused people <laughs> yeah yeah i'm like were they already confused <laughs> no they probably put it back and they they probably made them even worse <laughs> it's true dude it's true look i'm not i'm not no this is not a shit storm on this movie for me i liked a lot in fact we're we're gonna get to the my favorite scene in the movie is is, is towards the end but um it it just like Ricky said, after coming off of City of the Living Dead and the Beyond, this is to me. I I I I echo Grindhouse's sentiments too from pre-show. This is probably the weakest one in the trilogy. It's not to say it's a bad movie though. So I don't want to. I don't really want to get off on the wrong foot and call it a shit movie or nothing like that. I'm just I'm playing it up. But um, yeah, I I the the Beyond man. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's yeah. a generally accepted take though. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I don't hear many different opinions when you talk about the trilogy. So, 
Well, Ricky's been the one that's always championed this movie and championed Bob. And I get why, because I know Ricky. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, and Bob is rad. He is rad. He's got the... Bob. Bob's the best. I was the only person here that wanted to put a pickaxe through Bob the minute I met him. No, you're not alone. Okay. Oh, Oh, I I think that's the... uh, I think that's the... (laughs) That's another Jeez. generally accepted consensus here. <laughs> my my wife and my stepdaughter watched this movie with me last night. And my wife had seen bits and pieces of it before. And she was like, oh, it's the one with that, that kid. She was like, look, Taylor. She was like, look how beautiful that child is. She was like, I want to punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> is he is he cherub-like? Like Dude, a, he oh, looks like fuck. a damn... It looks like a cherub that they would have drawn in like Renaissance times or some shit. It's crazy. And oh, the he's... dub voice is probably like top ten worst I've ever heard. Oh, good yeah. lord! Yeah, yeah, it's he horrible. is. He's he's straight up angelic, but he also has the highest pitch, whiniest voice of anything. <laughs> hold on, hold on. It's hold like on. an adult female playing the voice, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I, I I thought that the, the same thing too. There, there, he also has no some of the best that... lines. There's no way that anyone under 15 uh, voiced that character. <laughs> Hold on, Bob. Bob has the worst overdub ever, but because it's the worst, no, I, it's the best. Yes. Yes, this is how it works. No, there, there, It's bad actually, enough to where it comes full circle. It's the yeah. best. <laughs> it's the best. I feel that. Yeah, bro. <laughs> now, I no. watch this and I just laugh and laugh and laugh. Falchi. And if you get it, you get it. Fulci was sitting there in the editing bay, and that act, that voice actor was watching the movie and doing the lines over Bob's little running mouth, running itself fucking to the house by the cemetery, and he's like, "Ah, oh, yes, make him say something else." He just, he, I, I know he loved it. He signed off on that shit. He signed off on that shit. Hell yeah, he did. Fulci well, I can was see like, it. Do it. I can see it, but the first time that Bob talked, when he was when his mom was trying to get his attention, and he was staring at that painting, and he talked for the first time. The very first time, my first thought was, "I wish I have a pickaxe." Just <laughs> and I just wanted to just. Well, there's just, a point so in the never... movie I'm sure we'll get to that I was like, I was hoping, but uh, quite yeah. there. Yeah, uh, poor Bob, man. He's yo, so next time I watch I like this movie, up... I'm gonna write down how many times they yell Bob's name and compare Bob? it to Caroline Bob? and Walter guys. <laughs> I like when Bob opens the door to the basement and he's like, and mom says you're not dead. Yeah. <laughs> There's so I was like, you just I was, saw her I was waiting for that, brother. You, I knew it would I come. should I sample that song. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. And Dickie attack. Attack Dickie. Attack, attack Dickie. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Don, you you were talking about uh wanting to know what our opinions of Bob were. Apparently, Grindhouse falls more in line with you, Corey. Corey, you I mean Bob, yeah or nay? What you think? Hell no, hell no. So it's three Ooh. against it's three against two right now, Rick. Damn, <laughs> what are we gonna do? Everyone, you get the fuck off our show. <laughs> yes, <laughs> coming coming from you, that is amazing. Holy, this shit. is the Bob show now. <laughs> <laughs> Every time any one of them goes to say something, just sample something Bob said in the movie instead. Dude, if you did that, that would be hilarious. My name is Bob. 
I ain't, I ain't just sample lie, him playing be. with his little race car. Let's go, Yogi. <laughs> that shit nah. cracks me up, bro. Every fucking time. He fucking lo- <laughs> he loves race cars. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fuck it. We're, we're, we keep saying when we're gonna get to it. We're well. We'll eventually get to it. Let's get to it. Let's fucking get to it. All right, everyone. House by the cemetery. Sco. Smokes. Sco. Yeah. That's. Oh yeah. Plot holes it. by the cemetery. What's oh, going? Snap. What's going on right now? Why is everything all wonky what? and getting weird and shit? What Everything's the... going insane. I feel like I'm in some kind of crazy house by the cemetery beyond the city of the living dead. It's Shuttle the Pod! Evil <laughs> dies tonight! Evil, Evil dies tonight! tonight! <laughs> yes! What are you What's talking up, about? Everybody? Seriously, why do you guys hate me? I, I don't... Why, I don't <laughs> why is there so much animosity? Yes, it's just... Well, it's just hate. It's just, it is just pure hate at this point. It's oh, nothing God. but love. Ah. Nothing but... <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Evil yes. dies tonight, you yeah, motherfucker. Dude. So perfect. <laughs> um, Don, Corey, this is Shuttle the Pod, Sam, Brian, and Ross. Um, Hello. They- I know you guys. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I know you too from the internet. <laughs> from the World Wide Web, yes. <laughs> what up? Yeah. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the Gong Show. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, before we get started, I'd like to point out one of them, guys, is uh, muted. Oh, Brian? Uh, Brian. But why? Yeah, because fuck it. Because he's dick it. it. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, uh, just, in case, uh, he's, just in case he started to, uh, wanted to chime in and uh, nobody heard anything. <laughs> oh, just, I was already chiming in. Just an idiot. And yeah, but that's fine. It's classic. That's how we go. Uh, classic yeah, well, he, he, really, he really doesn't say anything noteworthy anyway, so it probably doesn't. <laughs> oh. Very true. Just, yeah. I just have my little sound effects board and that's yeah. all. Wow. Muted, unmuted, it's pretty much the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they lost my audio for like 20 minutes of an episode. We're you never know. We're not going to really episode. not add that much to the show. <laughs> yeah. You have to guess what episode. Grindhouse is, is firing shots, and this we are collectively right now in nightclub and the shuttle like right happen yeah. like happening right now so i'm like i just have to back my boy up i guess right now brian sam <laughs> why are y'all so boring <laughs> oh <laughs> that way. yeah exactly this I is mean, why I, we I had got you nothing on unless i have a script in front of me yeah you know? i mean we thought we'd shuttle bomb yeah mm-hmm. nice no they yeah. shuttle bomb can we say shuttle yeah. club though yeah oh yeah oh, yeah, yeah. Shuttle club. <laughs> away team. it's the shuttle club away team Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, got, yes, it is. You guys know that uh, Grindhouse and I are going to be roomies. What? Yes. Yeah, did well, you hear at about the rate, that? At the rate you're going with this Halloween shit, this is what you get. This is it's going to be. <laughs> uh huh. Understand? No, you better get there first home. and Nobody. have Halloween kills on when he arrives. Oh my god, that's not possible. <laughs> well, I, just, I booked just... I booked a hotel room, so <laughs> there ain't no getting there first. <laughs> uh, if you're charming enough, no. Uh, this is it, this is Florida. Uh, he can yeah. pay an extra five dollars to wheat paste Halloween kills posters across the entire room. Exactly. Yeah, you just gotta finesse it. Okay, so hold on. What's well, and, the script? Well, and for the record, oh, we're, yeah. sta- we're <laughs> staying in the villages. That's where we're staying. We're staying in the villages. Oh, okay. oh gonna get nasty. We're gonna have Make- to borrow Ross's brown loofah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Um, let him know what's up. Get that's on not the, the natural. Card. Let's just say that's not the natural color. It's gonna okay. be fucking. <laughs> Fulci nasty in Florida. Apparently, what what's happening, Grindhouse? Fulci nasty. Do? Yeah, 
Oh, it is going to get nasty. We are going to uh, visit a horror convention called Spookala. Uh, it's down in Ocala, Florida, and we are going to beg, borrow, and steal an attempt. I'm going to at least. I don't know if Sam is going to pimp himself, but I'm going to try to get some quality time with the cast of Terrifier 2. That's what yeah. I'm going to do. They're going to be there. Damien Leone will be there. It yeah. should so be a lot of fun. Maybe it works. Maybe it don't, but I'm going to try. We need they some always goddamn... pull such interesting people for that convention, too. Like people you wouldn't really expect to see. <laughs> like there's the guy who was the puppeteer in Ocala, Florida. Yeah. 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 Like uh, home of A Day to Remember. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I'm getting Alex Winter to sign my uh, DVD copy of Freaked. That's pretty much like nice. the, my oh, top tier. Him and, you know. Oh, yeah. I want to oh. do Terrifier 2, and uh, Nick Castle will be there too, the, ori- yes. the original Michael Myers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jamie nice. Kennedy. Hopefully, I get X'd or experienced. <laughs> <That's very laughs> good. Hell yeah, you're going to get X'd. Hales all go. We got to go record our episode tonight. So we're gonna chuttle out of here. Yeah, we just want to come. <laughs> Thanks for chuttles out tonight. Let's find a rage real quick. Out tonight. Thanks for chuttle bombing the shit out of us. Yeah, we guys. got hell yeah. We got, we got all kinds of us. chuttle blocked here. Chuttle yeah, blocked. Exactly. Chuttle blocked. Nice to yeah. meet you guys. You too. Wait. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. I love you, motherfuckers. Oh, <laughs> Likewise. Bye, guys. Out. Evil dies Ooh. tonight. Evil, Evil dies tonight. Yes. Yeah. God damn it. The film opens at a house by a cemetery with a zombie boyfriend lurking around and some mystery killer stabbing a blonde girl through the back of her head and out of her mouth before her lifeless body is dragged away behind some old creaky door. House by the cemetery. Here we go. Jesus Christ. Cool fucking opening. Hell yeah. Like yeah. really dope opening. I love the knife through the fucking mouth. Like through the back of the head coming yeah. out the mouth. Yeah. yeah Amazing. Yeah. And I think- the boyfriend, re- the boyfriend reveal too is really good. Uh, the fact that he's uh, he's already disappeared after- in the beginning of the scene, and then we find him uh, strung up on the back of a door with like his face all messed up and like one of his eyes gouged out. Oh yeah. shit! A I bunch of pair of scissors then. sticking out of him. Yeah, you I did miss the zombie boyfriend. My bad. You did miss the spectacular pair of boobs to start though. That was. I was leaving it for Always the discussion. Always classy touch. Okay. Yeah. 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 Classy. Very well, classy. I'm- I'm never gonna pass up a spectacular pair of boobs. So. Instead, of, instead, one detail I that I like. One detail that I like is that the door closes by itself as the body's being dragged past it. Yes, yeah, something that I always notice that I think is really rad. What's that? What's that song where she's like, uh, something bougie, something nasty? What is it? The three words that. The, uh... the... You that sounds like every song. No, no, no. But it's it's Ricky. You know what know. You, you know what I'm on about. But to me, this if there was a little rap song about this opening scene, it would be like classy, falchy, nasty. Like that. That's the yeah. three words. No, I'm yeah, to, sure. I'm gonna put the music in there. I'm gonna find out who the fuck I'm talking about. I'm not crazy. All right.
Fulci's crazy. I'm a savage. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Sassy, moody, nasty. Hacking, stupid. What was happening? What was happening? Yeah, and this one did make the the classic UK video nasty list, like right out of the gate. This movie got Mm -hmm. chopped and like it got chopped at the UK level and then it got chopped at the and then the US level too. Well, did, so. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, so I mean, it, it was it was carrying the torch at least, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. When this scene's playing out, you get the title, the title credits, all that, all that good stuff, and a little girl in a window transition from real life to old photograph, and you were introduced to, as Ricky would say, the hero of the story. Bob is staring intently mm-hmm. at said picture on the wall in New York, again, New York keeps taking place around there i wanted to pu- i did pull up something called the um i think it's called the seven doors to hell myth and it, it it's uh, a myth that's relevant to the northeastern area so the fact that falchi is dabbling in new york in all of these films right city of the living dead does have something about new york in it right i forget i, but... I think she's originally from there because the story takes place in massachusetts okay Okay. But I, I think she, I think she's based around New York. I, I, I don't remember for sure. Maybe it's not New York exactly, but like in New York State. And Liza, because it's fr- not, it's, it's not that long of a drive from there to the town where everything takes place. Because mm-hmm. they say that they've got three days to do it. After her vision, they, they say that they've got three days to get there. So it's not that that long of a drive. And Liza's from New York for sure. She says she was yeah. living over mm-hmm. there. She yeah. was a, all moves on down movie. here. Yeah, she did everything movies. she could to keep her uh, proper English breeding or whatever, <laughs> like she mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Jesus all three Christ. of the movies really do it. They have the they have the hardcore New York setting, but then they have this old Salem setting. Um, they they really kind of all do that. Mm-hmm. Um, this one just flat out calls it. I think they're in. It's the town is called Whitney. Which is somewhere around Boston, which is Massachusetts, obviously. Um, and then in the in the beyond, they they say, uh, is it Dunwich? Dunwich is a town, I think. Dunwich is um, City of the Living Dead, I think. Dunwich is city. Yeah. City. Okay. So but they talk about this but it, it was built on the from the beyond they talk about the city that they're in being built on the ruins of Salem. So they're there too. So they 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 keep tying it all together into like a collective little at least a ball of a ball of uh anthologies, let's call it. You know, there's always it's kind of circling the same planet. Yeah, the, all these movies are echoing each other. I agree, echoing, echoing in the background while while Bob is staring at this picture is his mom Lucy, played by our uh, heroine of the trilogy, and she's like trying to get him to pack his toys and shit. And he tells her about the little girl in the picture, warning him not to go. He like don't go there. But there is no little girl when the mom looks. So you got your paranormal shit happening right here. This is. This is why I say haunted house too, because she keeps warning about the house. Yes, there's a humanoid zombie killer in the house, but there's also a lot of strange things happening, like whimpering, gratuitous whimpering in this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in that, in that, she said I shouldn't go over there. Why did she say that, mommy? Yeah, in in the greatest, the greatest voice dub ever. Yeah, but but in that, in that picture, and and I, I don't know if I was like. I got home today and I watched this like movie on fast forward, just trying to get shit done. But I think there's actually three different paintings. Cause I think the first painting is a boy looking through the window. The second shot of the painting is nobody looking through the window. And the third shot of the painting is a little girl looking through the window. 
So I wonder if they were a little bit foreshadowing Bob eventually being the kid that warns the next kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's sort of where I, I looked at it as well. Like, I mean, you know, the ending kind of gives that indication that that's the the cycle, the repeated cycle. Yeah. Plus, I, like I, everybody I see... acts like they've met them before, even though they say that they've never been there. Yeah. yeah. So there's like there's a loop that's indicated. Right. Yeah, that... yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I was going with that one as well. I mean, nothing's ever said confirmed, but I mean, yeah, it's pretty easy to draw that connection. Yeah, the head librarian, uh, to Corey's point, the head librarian talks about, well, when you visited last summer or whatever, and you were here with your daughter, and he's like, "Um, I was never here, and I have a son. So, yeah, so they allude to the loop. Yeah. Wow, yeah. And the the real estate agent, too, she's like, "Um, yeah, you've seen the house before, right? She's talking to the dad, and he's like, no what the fuck looking at his his wife's lucy's looking at him like motherfucker you've been up here without me knowing what yeah. The fuck? <laughs> yeah she does give him that look the other like, thing too is, what you've been doing yep well the other thing too is that they hint that there there's some kind of affair between him and the real estate agent because they sort of have like those knowing glances at each other mm, and she's kind of like that's what I'm saying is that there, there's sort of like some like an affair between the two of them but but you know again you know, maybe it was like some kind of like a past life thing that, you know, is responsible for it. That would yeah. mirror his his uh, colleague, Dr. Peterson, was having an affair while he was up there at that house doing True. his research. The whole the whole premise right here this is movie's that fucking deep, bro. Is apparently <laughs> uh, Norman, Norman and Lucy Boyle. By the way, Bob's name is Bob Boyle. Hell yeah. This is uh, the best. Michael yeah. Myers, Bob Boyle, Corey Cunningham. It's all it's all connecting because <laughs> evil dies Corey tonight. Clark. Oh, oh! Corey Clark. oh, evil dies tonight. Poltergeist so deep. <laughs> <laughs> Travis clearly gets his metaphors from a bag of fucking M and M's, but okay, whatever. Let's hey, move man. on. I get them from fucking the the Chinese cookies. What do you call them? Fortune cookies. Fortune cookies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bob, Bob's hey, real quick, just to interject, what's the weirdest fortune cookie, like fortune, that you guys have ever gotten? Hmm. Uh, if you don't have I can't one, like recall one. one specifically. I don't even remember if I've ever actually had one. Okay, my favorite one that I've ever got said, "Eat all your vegetable, so you can grow up big and strong like Popeye." Whoa, you had a fortune yeah. cookie say that shit? Yeah, bro. I kept it in my wallet for a long time because I thought that was hilarious. I had one that said, sit or stand. No one can judge you. Oh, I'll sit. That's deep. Yeah, when you when you pee. That's... Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. Don't judge me. <laughs> the, the whole premise here... Oh, Grindhouse, did you have one? No. Oh. <laughs> the premise here is Norman and Lucy are moving uh, their family across, not the country, but a few states, I guess. Wherever the fuck. They're going from New York to... New Whitney, Boston. Um, that's that's where Little May lives, and Little May is the one warning Bob that you know she he shouldn't be going over there. But Bob can't do shit because Bob is eight years old, and right. the reason that Norm is moving over there with his family is to take up the research of Doctor Peterson, someone he knew, who had an affair, killed his mistress, and then himself. So, oh, I love on the way over there. I got I got two notes for this. Bob wishes he could sleep in a tent. Bob doesn't appreciate indoor plumbing. All right. Because <laughs> on the way up there, he's all excited. And 
they're apparently going to live in a fucking mansion, dude. It's Oak Mansion. Every one of these movies has a location or a name for, I guess, the place where people are hanging out. Right. Um, at this movie, it turns out to be the Oak Mansion. When, when they get there up in New Whitney, uh, May is looking at a mannequin. This is talk about foreshadowing. Talk about, bruh. She's looking oh. at this mannequin, and its head falls off, and it starts bleeding everywhere. That scene is cool. Yeah, it is extremely cool. Yeah, no, and it it's looks super creepy. It's good foreshadowing, and like and at the time, I just you're like, like what it the when fuck? they use mannequins in movies. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm a simple man. I see a like, mannequin, I go, fuck, okay, bro. one point. Yeah. Well, but it's it one like thing it... I'll say about this this movie too. It I almost feel like it might be the most it might be the most surreal one of the trilogy. You think it's like a it's like a fever dream, bro. Even more so than the beyond, though. I don't know, man. I don't know. No, Rick, I think we... Ricky's right. I think Sometimes Ricky's I right. feel like that though, because it just because it's almost frantic the way you're given information. I would say it's jumbled. I don't know. I don't know if it really gives me the same sort of phantasm vibe that I like when it comes to Dream Logic movies. Sure. But, but I've I, always felt that I've always felt City was the one that did uh, Dream Logic the the most. But I think this is the one that does it the best. Okay. All right. I think I think City does it the most because there's a lot of things in that one that if you're not paying attention to what's going on it just seems like a random collection of sequences sure. whereas this one here at least where it may not make sense but everything is sort of collected into like one general pattern where everything is always about you know the two you know ghosts trying to warn bob and the family away from the house like there's a directed pattern behind it but in terms of like in just like the sheer amount of it, I, I think City is the one that does it the most. I'd have to, I, and I will go back and rewatch these um, one day. Go ahead, Grindhouse. Uh, well, yes, I will actually go back and rewatch them, and I'm probably going to do them back to back because I I want to try to, you know, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. But um, but Dom makes a good point. So it's like in this movie, you have Bob, who again needs a pickaxe to the back of the skull. I'll be clear about that. <laughs> Coming out of his mouth, um, faulty, exactly, nasty. all all the way out, all the way out. <laughs> Um, but they give you a character who is May, who you don't really know if she exists in their current plane or not. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then you have that character having weird visions in whatever plane she's having. So, I mean, they're taking, they're taking the hianarchy of, I don't even want to call it planar existence, right? You got Bob, you got May, who is going to be his, his guardian angel sort of. And then the guardian angel is having weird visions. I mean, that's, that's taking it another step to like I, I think i think we all kind of had the same vibe in this movie but most of it is like what the fuck is going on because well, I, like, I, like, I like what you're touching on though because you mentioned this on the last episode i believe yeah, the, the way and it definitely fits yeah like how emily's on a whole different plane i for, someone explained it and i forgive me i forget who explained it but they were like emily exists on this plane so maybe the spirits there interact in a different way because I mean, I'm, I don't want to jump to it and I'm not going to say it right now, but the way this movie ends begs questions galore. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to that part. Th this is, this is, this is a gripe for me, but I love it in the movie, but it's a gripe for me as a parent. Bob's 
Bob's folks leave him in the car alone while they go to the real estate agency office and sign papers for Oak Mansion. So, of course, he leaves the car. Bob's parents suck. I they mean, they just—they're just—they're just sucky characters. They suck. Thank you. Yeah, but much like much like our friend Peter, the reporter from the earlier movies, they have a rad station wagon. Yeah, oh, fair. That's wagon. fair. This fucking station wagon shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anybody call a station wagon rad, but that's cool. That's cool. Uh, well, yeah, the, the first, the first station wagon, it was like a bumper. It was a bumper car because the guy fucking ran into everything he drove past. Yeah, and this one has way <laughs> less dents in it. So hold it was, on, I, I I gotta call Corey out right here. Have you never seen National Lampoon's Vacation? I own that movie. That's a rad station yeah. wagon. The family, the family trucks are yeah. fucking great, man. They tie grandma yeah. to that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, kid. If you can't appreciate a station wagon that has 75 front headlights, then you're just you're missing out on life. You're just not living. Sorry. May, May <laughs> well, make sure it has 75, not 74. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm and pretty sure it has 76. That's pushing it. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> It looks like Bigfoot, but if it was a station wagon, like the original monster truck, but if it was a station wagon, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. The family truckster is fucking just dope as hell. I'm sorry, it just is. I love it. I want a fucking green Woody station. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna buy one. Fuck it. Fuck all you. I'm gonna buy one and I'm gonna <laughs> drive, drive to each of your houses and turn on all my lights and light you up from the front, and it's gonna be like. Oh. I've also never met anybody who wanted to fuck a station wagon so bad. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think I want to. No, I think I just want to fuck in a station wagon, not there fuck the go. station wagon itself, because that would just be that'd be be chafing, and I don't want to do all that. I just want to. I want you to fuck wanna... it follow style, where you turn into the station wagon's mom and jump its bones in its own bedroom. <laughs> yeah, so no, I, I, I'll do. admit I want to play. I want to play just the tip in a station wagon. I totally do, and then yeah. lie, and it ain't just the tip. But, yeah, <laughs> it's all three inches. There you go, bud. Well, they don't call it a Woody for nothing, so. Anyway, May May sort of telepathically talks to Bob from down the street, and uh, that's that's when Bob wanders out the car. His parents come outside yeah. after signing their papers, and they they act surprised that Bob is nowhere to be found. But but then he is somewhere to be found. He's playing with that one legged doll, and I want to give a shout out to uh, that, that that was uh, Ian again. Ian. Ian, yeah, Ian. Ian came up with a good theory. Or it helps support my theory that Bob from City of the Living Dead is actually Bob <laughs> from this film, Grown Up, because Bob from City of the Living Dead has an inflatable sex doll. In this movie, Bob has a one-legged potential sex doll. So there you go. After the real estate agent shows them to the house, she backs out to leave and runs over a bunch of tombstones, which I consider complete and total desecration. That's a sin. That that lady's committing right there. Yeah, that was brutal. That was hard to watch. Just like, oh, yeah. And she, she even bitches about it. She's like, damn, tombstones. And I was laughing. I'm just saying. <laughs> Lucy notices right away that the house they're moving into is the same as the one in the the photo that Bob was staring at in back in New York. And uh, she she's got you know she's got trepidations. I've got I've got two other notes right here. Bob likes race cars, and Bob's dad fixes the kitchen sink. He appreciates indoor plumbing. He does. <laughs> so he just, only appreciates it after he gets to tinker with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you know, he feels like he feels like he did something important besides research or whatever. So right. I'm gonna give it, it up. Could to also Norm. just be experience. I mean, you know, personal growth and all that. Right. 
True, Did something true. other than chasing babysitters and real estate agents. <laughs> yeah, Lucy is she's distraught over moving there and she gets dude, she gets mad at Bob's toy. <laughs> yeah, boy. What what she says, Rick? Oh, he's always bringing that trash home. <laughs> <laughs> How many times does Bob bring home like a one-legged sex doll? Like does it happen often? Bruh. I don't know. What do you have to ask? Also, uh, this is a fun fact. The cellar door in this house has been nailed shut by, uh, I guess, I guess the real estate agent. I don't know who the fuck did it. That right there, I love that little, that's a little mystery aspect showing up in the film. Cause this film does have a mystery underlying it with Dr. Freudstein, who, you know, a character we're going to get to. And, uh, we've mentioned already. I mean, yeah, he's, <laughs> he that undead boy. I think this movie is a little bit different in in that regard too, and I I, I will st- keep saying this house has the haunted house sort of um, not well not tropes or anything like that, but just it's got that vibe to me like it's this vibe. There's, yep, there's a lot of similarities in this and The Shining. Yeah, like I know a lot of people say that, but I agree. Yeah, no, totally, totally. I, I think you're absolutely yeah. right, Corey. Yeah, no, and there's if you if you go through the whole movie, um. The like the axiom through the door, these like uh, the, the weird. I'm on one side of a door that really isn't, shouldn't be locked, but still kind of is. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of that. Oh, uh, Bob, Bob hates naps and Bob whines when he can't play. Just saying, <laughs> true, which is why Bob needs a pickaxe through the skull out the mouth as soon as possible. TMB yeah. bringing you all your latest Bob idio, uh, syncricities, centricities, whatever, whatever that word is that I don't know. In synchronies. Mm-hmm. In sync. Yeah. Enter Anne, the babysitter, in one ominous shot where we see that she resembles the decapitated mannequin from earlier. And in yeah. case you were wondering if that was going to be foreshadowing, he lets you go ahead and know right now. <laughs> yeah, it's definite, man. Fucking A. Uh, that night, Norm, he's just wandering through the house. He's looking at research papers. But this is when the house starts to, to haunt. All right, it starts to haunt this movie. You get the whimpering and the floorboards creaking and shit. He checks on Bob, who's sleeping, and tucks him in. But then he hears more creaking and cracking, and he finds Anne trying to get into the cellar. In scene, like well, but a lot of those, a lot of those noises, though, I was sure I heard before, and I I couldn't really figure out where. So I I kind of went back into into my archives and what I figured out is a lot of those noises I heard on the nightclub's toilet of the dead and most of them <laughs> so if you want to check that out and see some more uh, house at cemetery noises check out toilet of the dead because you'll hear them there I, I'm honestly surprised though like it's it's the same with um the the loop that these characters seem to be in how it's that's never resolved or, or really brought up in any kind of scrutiny or detail or anything it's never it's never mentioned again other than a couple times and this is another one where all these sounds are coming out of this house and it's just not it's never really not fully explained i mean we know i think we it's know from where the, the beyond <laughs> that's kind of where i that's kind of where i'm going with uh or like where my mind went with it uh that that was like at first i was like it's got to be Freudstein making those sounds but then like I don't know after a few views you kind of just like lean into the paranormal aspect and just kind of hope they're going deeper right yeah I think they do I think we do find out where the whimpering is coming from towards the end of the movie 
and it's talked about when it when Freudstein is brought up, like his weird experiments and shit. Um, Norman well, but, and dude, there there are so many moments in this movie though where they they encounter these weird things and people see things full on, just like they see them, but nobody says a word. Mm-hmm. Like in this, in this, and then this Nor- Norman goes and finds Anne, and she's got I think it's like a garden hoe, and she's prying boards off this door, and he just says Anne. Oh and yeah, walks out of the room. And they look well. First, they look at each other a long time. Yeah, like, a long time. Yeah, it's but so there's no. Weird. But there's no. What the fuck are you doing? I'm trying to work and or sleep or do it. There's like nothing. But like, okay, so in the tapes, we hear that dudes drawn to the house, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So like maybe maybe there is some kind of like spell there were they were both under in that scene. That's kind of like and same with like the blood scene. Maybe like there's some kind of spell preventing them from like seeing what's really going on in front of them. That's some unexplained like that. And I love that kind of speculation. It's the only kind of speculation you can have because or not the only kind. It's the kind that this movie will lend to. Uh, it doesn't fully explain everything. So you can only speculate and come up with theories to 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 think that this house itself is, in fact, cursed, has a spell on it that draws people into I guess, you know, fall victim and go to the beyond. Is that where everyone's ending up in these Gates of Hell movies? They're all going I to the beyond? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what's up. Yeah. Pretty much. Good. Yep. Good. I'm glad. Hashtag, I'm glad the beyond exists. Hell um, yeah. <laughs> the next day, Norm and Lucy, they're walking through town. They're discussing, like, her, you know, calming down about being at the house, candlelit dinners and shit like that. And then we get a Mr. Wheatley who confuses Norm for having visited the town before, and another man, the 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 bookkeeper, I guess the guy that kind of oversees the library's day in and day out functioning, is a a man named Daniel, and he he was the guy that was fetching all the information for Doctor Peterson, um, Norm's Norm's colleague, and he had a lot of questionable material, such as death certificates and missing persons reports, that Norm thought was kind of like, why did he need that? And and Daniel's like, oh, by the way, before he leaves the room, that 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 area right there, right here in the library, you see that area I'm pointing at? Yeah, that's where Peterson hanged himself. Bye. Right. Yeah. And then the map boom and the giant fucking sound. It was right. so alarming. <laughs> Dude, no, right. yes. It was unnecessarily unnecessarily alarming. Like they didn't need to go that hard for that. Definitely. We were talking about that on on the previous episode, and Don was bringing up a good point about how Fulci does that kind of shit to to fuck with the audience, like with the sound design. And, and I, I really, I I know the moment you're talking about. I agree with you. It's too loud, but it did jar me, and, and to the point to where I, I I perked up with the movie. I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, you What's know up? what? Here we are talking about it, so clearly it made an impact. So mm-hmm. job job complete. Well, you know, the, the unnecessary and odd close-ups, though, because he talked about uh, Mr. Douglas, Daniel Douglas, talked about, and this is the railing that he hung himself from, and they just show you this weird, like, most awkward close-up of a, of a railing. Bro, what? And it's like, and it kind of made me afraid of steel railings. So I, <laughs> like, oh, I don't, like, That was okay. an intimidating railing, Grunhouse? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, oh shit! Don't drop a soap around that railing, cause uh, that railing's intimidating. Railing dot com. I'm fucking <laughs> <laughs> start her up. Oak Oak Mansion 
or well, no, it's not the Oak Mansion, but fuck it, Oak Mansion railing OnlyFans. Who cares? O M O F. Bob Bob comes O-M-O-F. across the the grave of uh Mary Freudstein while playing in the woods, and that is the wife of Doctor Jacob Freudstein. That and then all of a sudden, boom! There's May. She's there out of nowhere, like she's from some other plane, and reveals that Mary isn't actually buried in this grave. Some more mystery building up here around the Freudsteins and who they are. Um, Norm Norm eventually comes across Freudstein's death papers, and he finds that the man was barred from medical practice. And later, he he reveals it's due to some uh, illegal experiments. He was doing that underground shit. Mm-hmm. He was performing mm. that dark magic with the operating with the scalpel, cause yeah, for being Doctor Frankenstein. That's what he was he's doing. like. He's like, fuck the industry. meanwhile at oak mansion lucy it finds a carving in the floor under the rug and it reads jacob freudstein so there's a tomb in the house a goddamn tomb yeah but don't worry about it i'm sure all the houses have tombs in them yeah totally normal thing just get over it eh Hey. Well, I looked at. I, honestly, I I looked that up because I was curious about it. That was not super uncommon. It was not super. It wasn't super common, but it wasn't super uncommon. I'm glad someone looked it up, dude, because I thought the but, same thing. I was like, he says he tells his wife, "Oh, the ground freezes here, so they buried people in the house." I'm like, really? Did they really do that? Well, now but I know. It, no, turns out they did. Yeah, but I, I do love how she how she traces the. The cross in the dust. Yeah, I yeah. love that. I love that. There was something just super surreal about that. Just she, how she just goes like. Mm. I noticed she does it really fucking well too. Yeah, like she, she got the technique down. You can tell she practiced that scene. <laughs> that or she's been there a thousand times before, right? Like the loop. Yeah. Oh, That's there it. you go. Maybe. That could yeah. be another little fucking blip. That's that faulty loop blipping and blopping right there. i love how she starts freaking the fuck out though like she she freaks out she hears the house is rumbling she hears the whimpering and she starts to scream all by herself like in this house scream that's the madness the good scream too yes 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 it is phenomenal scream but norm i i have for some reason in my notes right at this moment i have nice nips I wonder why I typed uh, that. I wonder why you typed that. Oh, uh, I can't imagine why uh, you would have yeah. typed that. <laughs> well, there's a there's Rew- a couple of points. Rewind. There's a couple, oh, a couple of points <laughs> are there. <laughs> well, but there's, I mean, this this woman, this I, and I I love this actress, but I swear to God, she could nip through drywall. She honestly could. There's oh, like true. like when she's when she's trying to get trying to get John John slash Bob slash Bob out of the basement. I was pretty sure on that door we would see like her breast go across the door and you'd just see the <laughs> I like wow I mean shit that, that was pretty impressive that would take somebody's eye out that, that, that's that scene on a full G loop <laughs> <They're just laughing laughs> oh yeah yeah she, her nips were so hard she had to get medicated so Norm uh, puts her ass to bed <laughs> and she, she wakes up she feels a lot better that's when he tells her hey don't worry tombs are common. And uh, they 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 attempt to enter the cellar, but Bob and Ann come back, and Bob is like, "Oh, I was with my new girlfriend." So these these are yeah. my notes about this scene. Bob is a player. Bob Bob, gives, Bob is a player. Yeah. Bob Bob gives no fucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is true. Yes, 
This is true. It is known. Norm finally does pry his way into the cellar, however, and down the stairs he goes. Dark, ominous stairs past the spider webs into the dark, goes Norm. And he finds a ring and (laughs) and he pockets it before getting attacked by a bat. Which is the best probably bat most ever. hilarious scene out of all three of these movies. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. By four. Most yeah. over the top, oh my, what the fuck is going on scene. Yeah. I Lucy, just... Lucy gets the Dracula treatment, too, because fucking the bat's fucking her up, too. Yo, Alter, I love it's... how Buddy's just, like, standing there with the flashlight. Like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> my notes oh, for this the... scene. Oh, oh, sorry. Just two lines real quick. Norm is an opportunist. The ring. He pockets that shit. And uh, Cellar Bat had it in for Lucy real bad. Just saying. And for Norm. And for Norm. Yeah, it wasn't trying to bite her. No, it, it fucked Norm's ass up. Oh, just the the bat and the hair scene? There there was a yeah. piece of me that loved it and a piece of me that hated it, but mostly loved it. Just just the floppy hair and just the... Uh, yeah, I just... But what, I, about how, what about how much that bat bites his hand, though? It's just... Uh, bite, and he's just looking at it like he runs upstairs... Looking at it, just looking at it. I'm like, dude, rip that fucking little thing off you, bruh. Bruh, start slamming your hand against the wall. Anything. No, he grabs a pair of scissors. Like but he's the bat keeps getting, ever. The bat he's keeps like, getting he, bigger, though. It he holds on to that pair of scissors for like, I'm going to say four hours before stabbing this bat. <laughs> he's letting that bat feast. Well, no, and then dude, when, he, when he does stab it, though, then he's upstairs and he starts just flailing his hand. He's just splashing oh, yeah. everybody in the room with blood. Nothing and, says I love you like flinging bat blood all over your family. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Happy true. Thanksgiving, bitch. Yep. I love you. Here's, here's some rabies. Enjoy. Yeah. Just back and forth all over the place. It was ridiculous. And that's just ridiculous. And that's how COVID was, uh, was created. <laughs> uh, yeah. Same <laughs> they say. Fake news, fake news. Don, this. what do you think about the bat scene? The bat hand, bat, the bat hand feast. It's awesome. Uh, it's one of the most, <laughs> you know, pardon the pardon the expression, expression, batshit crazy scenes in the film. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yep. It and gave me very that. strong Evil Dead, oh, Bubba yeah. Hotep. Uh, right. Yep. Like those sort of vibes when they, they fight the little nasties. Well, there's yeah, a lot of scenes in this out of movie. Nowhere as I'm saying, it just comes out of nowhere, and it's just like never even mentioned or brought up that there's something living in the basement that, you know, was never even mentioned again. Yeah, fuck it, fuck that bat. It just existed, and now it's dead. He eventually kills it. I mean, finally, he finally manages, and it dies instantly. It falls to the floor, squeaking. The moment it hits the floor, silence. Anybody else oh. notice that when he stabs it, it bleeds from like three different spots. Yes, yes. Yeah, the blood yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. There's blood come out everywhere. Like it's stabbing. It just it's like a like a human dice. It was, of blood it was like a surfaces. it was like a cream filled donut. Just <laughs> yes. <it over>. yes. <laughs> that this thing this thing is pretty much like um uh, I, I it's like that... a barbarian it's like a barbarian cream filled donut named Justin Long. Oh, yes. there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, I, I was gonna say too, though, like Fulci was not particularly happy with some of the gore in this movie. Um, he he was asked to edit out some scene or some moments, some seconds. I'd be willing. I'd be willing to bet he wasn't thrilled about the bet. I don't. I don't know particularly which ones he he wasn't thrilled, but I know that he he thought a lot of the gore in this movie wasn't the best. It wasn't the most realistic that he had a. Uh, put on you know on celluloid so he he wasn't really he wasn't stoked 
Fulci yeah, was so not he stoked did. on this score. Yeah, I so hope he, it's not so the he did allow, uh, Yeah, but he did allow a lot of it to be cut out because he wasn't super happy with the gore. So when it came to the editing and they were like, hey, this is over the top, he was like, okay, sure. Whatever. Yeah. Yep. Well, after Norm did kill it, they seek an, an alternate place of residence while Norm finishes his work. And this is when the real estate agents are like, they know about this house. One, the one dude, he, uh, I forget his name, but he's he's the real estate agent's wife's, uh, or I guess that they're a couple, the wife and husband. I don't know, I don't know what they are, but he's like that Freudstein house, and she keeps correcting him. It's Oak Mansion or whatever, right? Yeah, right. It's, it's cursed. It's cursed, pretty much. That's this, kind of what I get from it. The, you go, you go to another sort of weird dreamlike sequence where May is told to go to bed by some faceless woman, and um, she just she's just sitting there saying, "Don't go inside, not inside." And then right. the, bu- the the <laughs> the buzzer at the Freudstein house rings, and it it's the real estate agent, but nobody's home. So she's walking through the house. You hear like some deep exhaling, like like someone breathing. And her foot crashes through Dr. Freudstein's tomb, injuring and trapping her. Now you got that Michael Myers, Black Christmas, first-person point of view. This part's the best. Yeah? Yeah. What's going on right here? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> well, <laughs> she gets stabbed in the ribs with, with this oh, fucking knife over Very and slowly. Over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very There's slowly. so much blood. And then the blood spurt fountain next stab bruh that is super that is super effective the hole in the throat it just popped it's just that is super super effective and that broken leg man that broken leg uh stuck in the crack of the uh whatever you call it the the, tombstone the tombstone i guess yeah yeah that shit was gnarly looking the, the the blood spurting is awesome and i some some things in this movie i maybe it's because i'm just like practical effects just really if if they're done even remotely well, I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Hell Y'all yeah, did that right. shit. And even if also, they're done bad, I still love them though. Right. Another thing yeah. is this is the scene where it uh explains that uh Freudstein enjoys killing and it's not just to stay alive. Right. Yeah. The, because the, he because he takes his time with it. Yeah, and like the moaning sounds that he was making. It yeah. was silly, but like there were like you know pleasure sounds. He had those hard nips when he was doing that shit. Yeah, yeah. he was like, this is, this is, was yeah, this is definitely where Floyd Stein finds the clit. He does because he gets <laughs> he gets into it. Yeah, he gets into it all the way. Oh, yeah, also same Floyd Stein's kink. There's mm-hmm. dope imagery of of like the rotted hand dragging the the bloody corpse away and the whimpering and the score. Like this entire little shot. And she's dragged away just like the blonde girl from the beginning of the film. So yep. again, we're we're looping, we're we're mirroring, we're echoing, we're doing something here. Um, next morning, and she's there cleaning the blood. This this is one of those what the fuck scenes that I don't understand. I don't right. need to understand it. And this is also a better coffee making scene than in Friday the Thirteenth, nineteen eighty. Just saying. Um, Ants, <laughs> Ants cleaning up all the blood from from uh, the the real estate agent, and Lucy wakes up and she's like, uh, "What are you doing?" And and Anne's like, "I made coffee, all monotone and shit." Yeah, and, and bro, she's like, I think Anne's on Quaaludes the whole time. Fuck or that ab- absurd amount of blood in this house right now. You made coffee? 
Yeah. <laughs> like, what right. the fuck? Who cares about coffee? I'm What's all this? Without my morning cup. <laughs> right. Lucy starts the misal right away. She's she's like asking like, well, why didn't you come eat supper with us? So uh, uh, I bet your parents are happy that 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 you were fucking there, huh? They were glad, right? And Anne yeah, she's is not saying a word. Just spaced out. Oh yeah, but fucking Quaalude Anne. Someone called her. Someone said she was on Quaalude. Quaalude Anne, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy brings Norm breakfast, and she seems kind of put off by Anne, but not the blood. Again, like, what the right. fuck is that? <laughs> and Norm tells Lucy about uh, Peterson researching Dr. Freudstein and all of his uh, illegal experiments, which had nothing to do with the original reason Dr. Peterson was up there doing research, by the way, was he was he was uh, trying to discover or uncover the I guess the psychology or the reason behind suicides. Is that is oh. that? Yeah. Like the movie mentions that at one point or another. Interesting. Uh, yeah, they mentioned that uh, earlier in the film. That's that's what uh, Norm's talking to another colleague of his about when they're when he's catching a, a taxi. I think we kind of skipped over that scene, but it's, it's I don't know, it's not essential, I guess, unless you're getting set up for why Norm is going there. But uh, also, Daniel pops in and he's a creeper. He has these are my notes for this scene. Daniel has routines. Daniel has duties. <laughs> Bob and May are playing chase in the woods when Bob has to run and play pretend napping all of a sudden. And this right. is one of this is one of my favorite parts, dude. May's like, she warns him, like, don't don't go in the house. Just sort of like casually and shit. Right. And Bob goes inside and after her warning, it gets so dramatic and and like the music ramps up. We pan over to Mary Freudstein's grave again and she's staring at it, and I'm just like, God damn. It was that serious. Oh, Norm Norm finds that tape recorder with Dr. Peterson describing himself as unable to eat or sleep. And he he turns up the volume and Peterson's mentioning like signs and warnings, the darkness and the madness of the Freudstein house. How many victims will the house take? How much blood will it consume? Peterson has to know. So he's obsessed. He's got a thraka with the Oak Mansion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. This Big. part seems very Lovecraftian to me. Very Ooh. evil dead as well. You know yeah, exactly. Yes. Fuck yep. yes, man. Yep. Anytime a movie way. has fucking analog shit going on where, where analog technology is like some like you're hearing the past. It's not that ancient, but it's old enough that it's gonna be creepy. And that it gave me the same thing, Rick. Evil dead vibes. And and, uh, oh, and yeah. that that lends to the the Lovecraftian, man, because that's right. that's what that shit is. Fuck yeah. Well, yeah, like he talks about. He says recorder. the smell terrifies me. It's the smell of blood. And then you pop into the next scene. And then you have that tombstone that is like, I don't want to call it weeping. It's damn near a garden hose spraying blood. Just, I mean, right. it's that is some. I I love that. I love the tombstone. And I love the scene where it's just all the of this blood. imagery. Yes, oh, yes. Like the I love when he. Uh, I love it when he flips out about hearing it because it's so much blood. He can hear it pooling. Ugh. That's yeah. disgusting. And I, when you say that, I can taste iron in my mouth. Like it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's, it's not very it's not descriptive. Well, and they pop over, and then you see the cellar for a little bit, and you see body parts everywhere. But then you you're you're back to that tape, and he's like, "Not the children, anything but the children." And then Norm pops out the tape, and he's like, "No, nah, this tape got to go," and he burns it. 
Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now. I think that the children the children I think that's the whimpering in the haunted house. I think that's all the yeah. kids. Oh shit. Yeah, that, definitely. Uh, I I definitely think that that's where it's coming from. Is all the the dead bodies that have been killed in the past, dude. The, and Grindhouse, I love that you you mentioned it, and I gotta mention it one more time. You're climbing the stairs with the camera into the house. There's blood coming out of the doctor's tomb, and then you just you get to see all the dismemberment. Yes. Oh, it's glorious. It's so glorious. And yeah, he he destroys that fucking tape. Fuck that tape. Uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to deal with that shit. Bob, Bob, it's the next day. Bob's playing with race cars again because, again, Bob loves race cars. And Anne is still in a walking coma, and no one seems to mind. But she does snap out of it, and she starts calling for Bob when she hears that that goddamn beyond whimpering. Carolyn! <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask here. I, I have to ask Ricky. Ricky, you there? Yeah. Do you have a race car bed? Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I think I think you might just say yes. It's a fucking sweet car. I, I bet sweet. it is. I, I admire it. I admire it's it. It's a sweet car, dude. It's a station wagon bed. <laughs> <laughs> so you sleep. In, the lady's crazy. He sleeps yes. in a he sleeps in a Woody. Awesome. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. It's got the wood paneling. <laughs> Either way, you're waking up with wood. Yeah. True. <laughs> you never get old in that bed, cause you stay a kid forever. Yeah. Speaking of getting a Woody, um, I, I get one for this next scene. This next scene is my favorite scene in in, in the entire film. So, uh, Anne is led to the cellar by the whimpering, and the door closes behind her, haunted house style again. And then you get the hashtag three neck slashes. You get one on the left. Boom, blood's gushing. You get one on the right. Boom, blood spurting. And then for good fucking measure, all the way across the goddamn neck. Cut that shit wide the fuck open. And and Bob, Bob comes in. He's holding his monkey. He loves his monkey. He goes down there to find Anne's decapitated head falling down the stairs behind him. This is my favorite shot in the whole fucking movie. This whole oh, sequence right. right here. Yeah. I love it. Badunk, 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 dunk. If this, if that were a short film of the little kid playing with cars, he goes missing, the babysitter's trying to find him, she gets murdered, and then her decapitated head follows him down the stairs. Yeah, it's amazing. Fault, fault, this scene's a 10 out of 10. Well, Bob is playing, Bob is playing a little game of dude, where's my car? You know, he's like, <laughs> he's been, he's been racing his car around, and then he like loses a thing. And then I just, I had that in my notes. He's like, dude, where's my car? He just he's looking for it everywhere, and then yeah, the cellar door, and and down there banging on it and banging on it, and he's like, "I'm gonna save her," and that's where he gets oh, his. He oh, gets it's, his, it's his, the best. His curious George and his flashlight and his little pink revolver, and it's like, yeah, I'm coming. He to grabbed save that you. gun with the utmost confidence. Too. <laughs> Hell yeah, he did. Hell yeah, he did. Get the fuck out of here, Danny Torrance. <laughs> Y'all saw my meme. Y'all knew. Oh Get yeah, out of here, Danny Torrance. Danny Torrance Bob's got in town. Shit on Bob Boyle, cause <laughs> Bob is nearly snatched by the killer in the cellar, though. But he does get away, and Lucy gets back with a bunch of groceries. She starts to hear the whimpering, but it turns out it is Bob. He's crying upstairs, and he tells her about Anne being killed, and they go down into the cellar where Lucy gets spooked by some crazy yellow eyes. 
but says nothing. They just go back upstairs and and it's it's like it it doesn't matter. I Very, like the way Bob the addresses the, house. the situation that's the, too. That's the curse. Well, I wonder if that's the if that's the black cat from the tombstone earlier. When they're coming back to the house and they see the black cat sitting on the tombstone, uh, like that's that's where I went with that. It's like oh, it was, I assumed it was uh, Friedstein himself or whatever Freudstein Friedstein. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think so too. But like that, they, they had a, a, a dis- very distinct shot of a black cat laying yeah. on a tombstone. That's and a those cool were, shot too. Those were very very uh, old school traditional Halloween esque like cat's yellow eyes kind of thing. Yeah. Because yeah. when you see when you see Freudstein, he doesn't have any eyes. Right. So. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's getting deeper, and we're making this movie deeper than it is. Um, maybe My score's not. going up if that helps. Uh, before <laughs> b- before we go too. any further, before we go any further, what what does Bob say when he opens the cellar door? He says, "And Mom says you're not dead." Oh yeah. <laughs> That's going in there, Rick. It's going in there. It's the best. Anne, mommy says you're not dead. Is that true? Anne. Uh, no. This is a throwaway scene to me, or maybe maybe it's not. And I just took it as one where Norm is looking for Freudstein's tomb, but the official records are wrong. Get out of here, the, the fucking right. cemetery. I came tomb. over two hundred miles for this. Yeah, totally a throwaway. Totally. Yeah, it's just kind of yeah. a pointless scene. But uh, again, filler. Like, Almost like the previous scene was pointless. Lucy puts Bob to bed with promises of Anne, but Bob stays up hearing howls in the distance and goes, he goes into the basement calling for Anne and the door closes behind him again. That's that mm-hmm. hashtag haunted house style. And Bob sees the demonic cat eyes everywhere. They're all over the place. Lucy can't let him out of the basement. So th- this scene, this part feels way too fucking long. Like bitch making coffee yes. for 30 minutes oh, long. Yeah. And stacking furniture long. Uh, hashtag I will never yeah. let him die. Uh, <laughs> Lucy, Lucy breaks a knife in the door, and the killer in the cellar is coming. To and and I saw that coming, dude. Like, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that shit didn't happen way earlier. I was like, yo, gonna bust that knife or break the key or something. Well, and right here, you. Well, but I the- will say though, earlier in the movie though, when he is working on the door and he has that knife and he's working the bolt on the on that lock. There was something really cool about that. I like, like I, I like that too. I like the way they show the like the dust falling off the bolt mm-hmm. as it comes out and shit. I with thought his, that was right. With his yeah. plumbing experience and his his um his uh lock picking experience, I think we're finding out that Norm is actually a pretty uh handy guy to have around. Yeah. He's a um, level he's a level two rogue. Unless there's a bat in the room, then he's fucking useless. But he's useless <laughs> as <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> yeah. Um this is where you get another shining reference because Norm just shows up out of nowhere with an axe and he's fucking trying to take the door down and And failing pretty hard too. But there's some added tension to this scene. Yeah. Because when the uh, Crowley thing, when, uh, when he's holding the kids head up to the door and like, there's this like huge buildup, like the kid's going to get it. The kid's going to get it. Our fucking, our prayers have been answered. uh, (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Grindhouse was over there, just he was just stroking it fast. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, do it, do it." Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't was stroking... keep his mind on either this scene or a station wagon. I was, I was no, I just was just stroking... flashing back and forward. <laughs> no, I was stroking it slow because that's how I like it. Oh okay. yeah, that's that pleasure yeah. delay. Cause... I don't go fast because you know what? I gotta enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. So, 
Just saying. Broidstein is enjoying the moment. <laughs> He's got Bob's head up against the door, like like Poltergeist said. And uh, this Norm Norm kind of reveals the this is this is why Peterson killed himself. Uh, it's the house. It's this fucking house. It's 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 all this shit. Bob's unconscious on the cellar floor, and we see like kids with limbs cut off crying, and Bob lo- being locked away by some. It, it's the it's that nightmarish fucking there, there's some dead titties <laughs> yo can i add something real quick yeah. yeah uh during the scene where bob had his hand stuck in the door and like he's just screaming and wiggling his arm my girlfriend looks up at me and she's like every time i look up this kid's doing something stupid <laughs> <laughs> well, hashtag hashtag fuck bob so yeah. oh <laughs> wow well, okay, so we're we're surrounded now by gruesome corpses of former killings, and Bob is face down by the hellish Doctor Freudstein, and Norm Norm finally breaks into the cellar. He's telling Lucy about Freudstein. He needs fresh cells. It, it keeps him alive, but I don't. He's not alive. There's no way he's fucking alive, right? Yeah, he's alive, boy. Yeah? He's oh, dead yeah. alive. He's dead alive. <laughs> That's that yep. Peter Jackson magic right there. Um, they rush down. And they they take on Freudstein. Here we go, Norm. He's stabbing this ghoul, and that's where you got the poop maggot blood spilling out everywhere. Yeah, the poop. Poop maggot blood is my new grindcore band name. Fuck yeah, dude. This human vessel of Doctor Freudstein is merely a husk for fucking Nightmare Before Christmas shit. Like he he is Mister Oogie Boogie, bleeding out all these fucking gross. All the kids from Halloween three. But going back to the previous the previous movies, and I think we talked about this, how they use these weird piles. Like, so Don, what do you think about these these weird little piles of gore that they use, where they're not like necessarily uh, subject to the story, but they splash them on the floor and just yeah, use them? Like in City of the Living Dead, the the yes. the, the, the worm yeah. the worm blood dirt and yeah, mm-hmm. like all that shit. What's up with mm-hmm. Fulci and these little piles of goo? Hashtag the pod. I think it's just probably kind <laughs> of like I think it's probably just like making you uncomfortable because you're kind of like just throwing like something like nasty and gross on screen. You know, like, you know, okay, yeah, the blood's not enough. Like, you know, now you're also throwing like, you know, dirt and worms and you know, like all kinds of like little creepy insects in there. It's kind I'm of a like ghoul just, man. It's kind of like a, you know, uh-huh. like an extra little like ick factor or something. Okay, but like I have my notes where it's like he stabs him. Right, and all these like poop maggots come out, but then the poop maggots hit the floor and they become blood worms, and it's like yeah. so poop maggot blood worm <clears throat> sequel. Hell yeah! Well, but so like, which thing are you telling me here? What's like what's happening? You know, because that happened in some of the earlier movies in this trilogy too, where it's like things spilled out and then became things that they weren't. One of my favorite, first... one of my favorite things you've <laughs> ever said. You just said just now, Grindhouse. The poop maggots became blood worms. I I cannot. <laughs> I literally had to mute myself because I died for a second. Like I had to hit the mute button because I was screaming. That is insane. <laughs> I love that quote. I'm sorry. That's the best quote. All right. Well, yeah. and he well, and he and he rocks that he rocks that oozing sore up until the very end of the movie. Like he's he's like holding his like when he's coming up the stairs at the end. He's still holding that wound, and there's still. Poop maggots and blood worms coming out of that thing at the end. So, okay, well, uh, is that the yeah. name of the episode now? Uh, that's uh, probably I'd say that's the strongest contender. It's probably the name of the episode. Or yeah. 
Bob loves race cars. Oh, 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 Bob's a player. <laughs> Bob, y'all be player hating on Bob. I'm just I'm not, saying. I'm not. I'm a Bob hater straight up. Oh yeah, Damn. definitely here too. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would almost argue that uh, that like when Mom gets pulled down the steps and she's going dunk 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 down the, the stairs. Best. That's when the mom, best. When, when, when Mom goes head banging. Yeah, I might wanna. <laughs> I want to throw that one in there for the contention too. Um, that was such a good scene. Like uh, when they keep uh, refocusing the camera to her perspective, looking up at the kid going, mommy, that was fucking heavy. Dude. Yeah. Cause, well, Norm, Norm gets killed. He gets his throat ripped apart by, by oh. Dr. Freudstein. And he yeah, got magrooved. He, he got, he got, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Lucy has Bob up the stairs. They're trying to get the fuck out. Uh, the stair. Th- these are stairs that lead to Freudstein's floor coffin. Um, yeah, just so, saying. So, so yeah. So why are those there? <laughs> so right. well, that that's for Freud, that's for Freudstein. Well, but he put uh, those there. Yeah, he put them. He th- you think Norm's the only uh in- ingenuitive motherfucker around here? This is the goddamn Oak Mansion, cause this is Doctor Freudstein's house. Well, no, definitely Freudstein's not. A doctor, bro. Thinking that, well, yeah, but thinking that Freudstein welded himself a set of steps to go up to his own little weird cracked. He's got to do film. something while he's down there waiting for more victims. Uh, Hell yeah, could. Well, but yeah, but that that yeah, tomb, that tombstone. That loop to that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah the loop. But, but the tombstone, the tombstone, um, said Jacob on it. So Jacob, I don't think I, I'm not even sure that was him. No, yeah, that, that was his yeah, name. Jacob Freud scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it was Jacob. Yeah, his first name okay. is Jacob. Is it okay? Yeah, because something something told me that it was almost like maybe. Like one of his kids, like he, like uh, the vibe that I got was like, like maybe when he was there, he had to bury one of his kids there. So that's where they buried them. No, no, his name when he was alive, his name was Jacob Freudstein. Okay, okay. Right. I don't, I don't hate the idea, but yeah, they do mention it earlier that he, that that was the dude's name. But I do like that concept though that maybe it could have been one of he like he put his kid in there, and that might be part of Poltergeist's house curse. I just we're making our yeah. own threads here, and I love it. I want to sew this this Frankenstein together with these threads. Hey, like I said, got home at six thirty. Was watching the credits when we started recording tonight. So fucking a cut a guy. Hell yeah. <laughs> this lone doctor zombie Freudstein makes his way up the stairs while mother and son scrape for their lives, and uh, the head smashing on the stairs is amazing. Rick, yeah, yeah. It's, she gets yeah, dragged bro. away, and we fade to black because <laughs> she's gone. She's Gonesville, but. Cut right back to this this goddamn how many times is he gonna approach Bob on the stairs in this movie? Yeah. Freudstein's drawing ever Bob. closer, Bob trying to escape, and he, again he nearly gets caught, but he gets out through the crack in the tomb, and now we go full this is the beyond moment for this, this is movie. the beyond moment for sure, yeah. 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 He gets yeah. out cause May moves the tomb with like right. one hand, might I add. So these dead people in the beyond are strong. They strong. <laughs> <laughs> they be, they eat they eat all their vitamins and say all their prayers, brother. It's the Flintstone. They gummies. eat all their vegetable. <laughs> yeah, they eat all their vegetable. <laughs> they strong yeah. like Popeye. They strong they like Popeye. Popeye, Popeye from yeah. the West Bank. Cut. Popeye from the West Bank. <laughs> yeah, what? bro. Uh, Bob Bob is now in this house where May and her caretaker, uh, I guess maybe her grandmother or something like that, they're there welcoming him and and the grandmother leads the two children out of the house to the sounds of the whimpering children from before down a stark gravel road through the dark and dead forest and um the end of this movie is i mean it's it's ambiguous as fuck but we also get this strange quote 
No one will ever know whether children are monsters or monsters or children. They come up to the crack, and Grandma is like, "Okay, May, it's time to go home and remember your manners." Yeah, yeah. Make remember sure your manners. to act like a Freudstein. And so May was a Freudstein. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. So we talk about being ambiguous. I mean, this movie is like, I mean, it's kind of the epitome of ambiguity. It's the like, most reachy movie. Oh, yeah. for sure, for sure. You know, and then you have the like, like Trav said, you have his children crying, and then they had just had this. These two kids walking down the road. So it's like, is is Bob supposed to replace May in the next iteration or next loop of this? And that's I think, kind of I what think I got. So. Yeah, no, I think so too. It just was like yeah, a this... like a Jack Torrance loop. Kinda, yeah, yeah. So it's oh, oh more shining. Fulci okay. was aping the the fucking Stephen King Stanley Kubrick collaboration right there. Oh, definitely. Throughout oh, definitely. the movie. I do I do want to ask about that quote, though. Isn't that a strange quote? It is a very strange quote. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Yeah, it kind of seems like it's unrelatable unless somebody can explain it better to me. That's how I feel about it. I don't understand the relevance to the story because neither of the kids in the film are ever monstrous. And, I mean, you could say that, like, monsters are a.k.a. people who are bad or bad you know, like being bad little kids. They're just, there's some unruly emotions inside of them that are making them lash out. And that's how kids act. So whatever I get, I get the quote, but not the relevance to the story. I'm kind of just under the impression that they liked the quote and they were like, Oh fuck, throw it in. Well, apparently, (laughs) apparently it's, 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 it says it's a quote from a guy named Henry James or some shit, but apparently Fulci made up the quote. What? Yeah. Really? Okay. That's what I read. What? Like, mm-hmm. in relation to this movie specifically. Yep. Oh. Well, I, I sort of get it, though. I think that I think that May was Bob's friend from the beyond, um, who had they recently be a friend. But had recently come from the City of the Dead and was trying to prevent Bob from having to go to the house by the cemetery. I mean, because oh. if you think about it, that's exactly what she was doing the whole time. So... But um, how is she a monster? How are the kids? Yeah, monsters? that would make her the opposite of a monster. Well, I don't, but but I think that's the whole point, though, is that the kids are actually not the monsters. I mean, the kids, the kids are the future, and ultimately, the adult humans are the monsters. And I, you don't necessarily have to digest the fact that there's some sort of weird creature in the basement that is doing his. His Freudsteins, and like that, I'm still <laughs> doing like, his Freudsteins. Well, he's yeah, still, working he's on still, his side project. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's still tinkering he's, around. Yeah, he's he's. I mean, he's the epitome of Doctor Frankenstein. We're just not saying it out loud, but he is Doctor Frankenstein. That, that's what he was Dr. doing. Doctor Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Doctor Fra- <laughs> Doctor Frankenstein. Yes, he was definitely that. Don, and, what you think about that quote there? I've never understood it. Um, it's one of those I, I just always associated it just as something cool to like end the film on. 
Because, yeah, it, it never really makes any sense because the kids never really impart any kind of, like, behavior towards anybody else. They're trying to, you know, get them away from the building. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've never under... Oh, I think I got it. I think it, I think they're saying that kids are monsters because Bob Bob Boyle was a motherfucking monster when he grabbed that goddamn pink revolver, cud. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that's what happened they there. call him Monster Bob. <laughs> Monster Bob, that's it. Hashtag well, no, no, Bob, I think that Monster Bob, cuz I think they envision kids as monsters because kids kids are the only people that come into these situations and don't think of it like an adult would think of it. They think of it as just like I have to go in and and I have to kill the bad guy. There's no you know, there's no like I have to understand this situation or whatever else. Kids just have to come in and make things right. You know, that's what kids do. You know, you, you see see your friend getting picked on, you have to stop that. You have to your friend's getting pushed off the slide at the playground. You got to come in and fix that. You know, so I mean, kids are the kind of the ultimate monsters, but at the same time, they're not. You know, yeah, but none of that's really like monstrous behavior, though. That's like common courtesy behavior. Yeah, that the, the quote the quote is as ambiguous as this fucking movie. And I'm gonna go ahead and start our final thoughts right here. This is this still, even after having a lot of fun talking about it with all you gents, this is still my least favorite of the three, although I do love a lot of the lore we've added to it, um, as far as I can tell. This was a first time watch for me all the way through. I had seen parts of it before when Joe Bob showed it, but but this was my first full watch and I, I enjoyed the I enjoyed that it took a different direction sort of than the other two movies, but I at the same time, and Grindhouse is gonna give me shit. I, I I expect for the hypocrisy that I'm about to fucking wield. Uh, right I know now. where you're going. Yeah, I I really kind of wish it would have meshed a little bit more with some of the themes from the previous. Two. And but I don't know. Y'all y'all said a lot tonight that that I'm like yeah you know it kind of does. So it had that plus the haunted house house aspect to it and i dug that but overall i felt like this movie had the weakest gore the weakest nasty kind of the weakest story and the weakest characters except for bob and i know that's actually 100 percent. i know that's unpopular but yeah no i agree 100 percent with everything you just said i'm gonna go ahead i was gonna come in with this movie at a 7.5 i'm gonna give it an eight this is this is gonna get the same the same love as uh oh no 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 I gave City an eight and a half yeah so it feels right it feels right it feels like this is my least favorite then City of the Living Dead and then the Beyond tops it all off so that that's how I'm coming at it. Well, get ready because I'm gonna be changing my scores around too. I'm in the same boat as you. This is my least favorite of the trilogy. After watching all three of them, I'm gonna go ahead and give this one an eight point five. Cause I do love it. I love the fuck out of it. It's, it's, it's the atmosphere and the imagery and the score and the creepy whimpering that you hear all the time. <laughs> but, and, and Freustein, Freustein's rad. But if I'm being honest, it's mostly Bob. I just think Bob is rad. I love his annoying little voice. <laughs> and I, and I laugh like so much of this movie is just so funny to me. Like when, when his mom's falling down the stairs, dude, I died. <laughs> I died. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm gonna give this an eight point five. I'm going to retroactively change my scores for the previous films. 
God. I'm going to give City of the Living Dead a nine. And The Beyond, I'm going to go ahead and bump that up to a 10. I think The Beyond deserves a 10. There it is. Yeah. And and watching this one so close to The Beyond really made me appreciate The Beyond a lot more. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. And I I, I will keep my scores where they're at. But, yeah, that's I have the same exact fallout. I'd be changing. I'd be changing scores. And if someone wants to fight me, I'll uh, kick him off. Text you my address. I don't know. <laughs> Grind show, up, share, show up with your curious George and Pink Revival, and you will throw down. Okay, that's right. That's right. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll pull up in my station wagon race car bed <laughs> <laughs> and throw down, bud. So anyway, I started blasting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna give this movie a seven. Um, I nice. I did like the. I did like the weird, um, like who is May and where did she come from and why does she have a keeper thing? I like I dug that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about it. Uh, there's a loop thing happening here. Um, it's kind of sad that no one ever like expanded on the loop because I think the loop is kind of cool. Um, right, right. Just just Same. going back and forth. I think Rick is right. This actually makes me uh, appreciate the beyond a little more. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull a fucking Rick and I'm gonna change my score in the beyond. I'm gonna go from a seven to a nine. Um, Whoa! Whoa! But this movie is not bad. It's no. it's it's super fun. Um, there are some things like the obvious child neglect that happens that <laughs> is oh yeah, um, like hurts me a little bit on the worst inside. parents ever. Worst parents. God damn. Uh, yeah, but like the fact that that uh, Bob has a cemetery playmate that he can hang out with and just like do whatever's happening. Um, And it's never fully explained, which I think is awesome. Like they never really tell me why May is protecting him. Um, I want to say real quick, I'm mad that the parents, the moment they get there, they're just trying to find a babysitter like immediately. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, like, I think so. like I this think lady so. don't even work, man. Like she just sits at home and is like sad. <laughs> that's all. That's all. That's all. Bob's Bob's mom does is sit at the house and be sad. Like you can watch a kid, bro. Well, she also she also grocery shops, but at the right, same time, right. <laughs> at the same time, Anne has those eyebrows and those eyes that like make me want to cut off one hand for like ten seconds of pleasure with her. So but, I'm yeah. I'm okay with that. Okay. Um. But, but the whole thing, I like like overall, I yeah, I Grindhouse is like decapitate this head, motherfucker. Uh you could kinda. you could tell Fulci was into her. Yeah. You could tell. Well, oh yeah. Oh no. She had those she had those caterpillar eyebrows and she had those piercing green eyes and it was just like oh, <laughs> oh. Mr. Donnelly. Where you come in on this one, sir? I'm glad you, you came on back and I hope we did not disappoint with our Bob talk. No, uh... Just as much fun as I thought. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, I, I don't have much else to add. Um, it's definitely the weakest of the trilogy, but there's still a lot worthwhile. Um, good gore, but it doesn't top the, you know, over the top splatter fest the other two are. Uh, the characters aren't bad, but they're definitely not, you know, as memorable as they were in the others. The atmosphere is great. Um, you know, I love the house. I love some of the set pieces that, uh, you know, you develop 
it's just way too confusing. Uh, there's so many dangling plot threads, uh, so much, you know, lore that you, you know, you kind of have to work in that doesn't really get settled completely or, you know, even gets confirmed by anything in the film. Uh, my heart tells me an eight, but I think I'd probably rather be safer at a seven and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 7.5. Mm-hmm. I will yeah. say this for this movie. And, and I agree this movie, this movie is not as much of a splatter fest. But it it did give me that awesome dismemberment sequence, and I right. do I yeah, do it, love it's that. It's fun, but yeah, it, like I said, it, it it's the gore is good, but it's not the over the top stuff that the first two are. Right. You're right. You're a hundred percent. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Mister Poltergeist, OD, what you feel? Uh, I mean, I agree with everything everybody said, right? Like, so I'll I'll go ahead and give the Beyond a ten because it's a ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go seven for this, eight for City of the Dead. Um, I don't. I thought this movie was good. Uh, leaves a lot to be desired. Like, sure. uh, like Don said, there's there's just unexplained potholes, potholes, plot holes, <laughs> <laughs> unexplained potholes. That sounds like Alberta. Oh fuck, that's Louisiana too, bro. That's Louisiana too. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely watch this again. This is my third time seeing it. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch them close enough to the rest of the trilogy to, like, really give a hard comparison. But, I mean, after having this conversation about it, I feel like I have a better appreciation for it because, like, I feel like getting so many different opinions on what was left to the imagination together and creating something is a beautiful thing and i think it's cool that we got together to do this fucking hey man yeah and i want to thank you motherfuckers for making it happen we love having people on the show especially when people want to come back that's always that's always a a plus 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 all around the classroom uh christmas story (laughs) (laughs) sorry no fucking a so that's me with coming in for well all of us house by the cemetery I've got it at an eight and a half, or no, eight out of ten. Uh, Ricky's giving it fuck eight and a half. Eight and a half, yeah. I mixed up us. Grindhouse, you gave it a seven. Mm-hmm. Nice score. Don and Ellie, you're going at a seven and a half. Poltergeist, also seven. Also seven. All right, so this movie's yeah. This movie's got some love. That's if where this it's movie at. didn't have Bob, I would probably have it at like a six point five. Yeah. But Bob carries the fuck out of this movie, bro. <laughs> Not enough can be said about Monster Bob, cause nothing what? that he can't overdub himself and make sound <laughs> shittily awesome. It's the pink, re- the pink revolver saved the whole movie. Basically, I wouldn't watch it without that scene. Right. <laughs> That's gangster Bob, cause he should have pulled it out sideways, though. <laughs> <laughs> what if Pull- he had stuffed it in the front of his pants, bro? He walked down the stairs. He walked down with his walk down in like a mansplaining position, you know? <laughs> yeah. Man spreading. Man spread to Dr. Freudstein. Oh shit. The priest <laughs> the priest from City of the Living Dead would be so fucking hot right now. Anyway, um <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh Ricky, we got an embrace. Embrace the darkness. Let's go. Oh shit. It's like Yeah. That. It's classic. Damn, we're going old school on these motherfuckers. Retro. Retro mm. nightclub, yeah. Yeah, boy. B-Rent? 
Well, I think for Ricky, it's the touch the cherubic blonde kid on the PP with your pink revolver while mounting his <laughs> curious charge. In 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 the station wagon race car bed. Yeah. Oh, there it is, right there. Bring him home. <laughs> Any last words, Don? Nah, I'm struggling to think, but I think Bob is probably going to have to take the last word for me on this one. Oh, me. Poltergeist OD. Follow me on social media. I'm on all platforms at poltergeist underscore OD. Check out my music on all streaming platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever the fuck you listen to music, poltergeist space OD. Boom. And it's all going to be in the goddamn show notes. Hell yeah. Uh, I want to thank everyone for doing this with us um, and thank my nightclub brethren right here. Nightclub. Okay, y'all, the night, we the nightclub now. We the nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, for venturing with me through the gates of hell. This is something that, that I, I've wanted to do for a while ever since Ricky fell in love with Bob. So Bob is yeah, kind of the Bob. impetus for this whole motherfucking thing. For uh, real, though. <laughs> no cap. Stay spooky and stay being a player and not giving a fuck about indoor plumbing like Monster Bob. Stay monster. And just touch me with your pink revolver in my race car bed. <laughs> oh no. And 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 ask Anne if she's dead, even though uh, you saw her head roll down the stairs. No, don't ask her. Tell her she's not dead. Yeah. Man, mansplain to Anne why she's not dead while you walk down right. the stairs. <laughs> she ain't dead. She's just getting started. <laughs> <laughs>